Five Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Five Minutes with Phil. If you were to stop a moment today and think about the church's response to the coronavirus, how would you say the church is doing? What grade would you give it? A, great response. B, eh, pretty good. C, average. D, not so good. F, completely missed the boat. I have seen a great response from a majority of, of, of Christians and especially of the Christian church. I've seen people do what it was going to take in order to feed people. They were supporting you know, the, the poor and those trying to be able to figure out how to make ends meet. There's people been opening up, you know, free stores and making sure that people had groceries enough to be able to live and to survive. This is a great response to people in need. The things that are that are happening and the things that get the attention of media, the stories that get put out are unfortunately not always the ones that we want highlighted. We see a lot of people being, you know, highlighting the church's need to reopen. They see this need in order to push back against everything that the government, state, local, federal, is trying to be able to, to put against us. I feel like the church's response that's being put out there is more of we're fighting for our right to worship. We're fighting for our own rights. So I spent a little bit of time this morning trying to look through the pages of Scripture to find out the places where Jesus was trying to fight for his rights. I was looking at Jesus' response to the governmental authority telling him what he can and can't do. So far in my journey through the Scriptures, I haven't found any. So 12 years ago, Barna did some research And I've talked about this uh, both in church and on the podcast, but they, they did some research talking about the perceptions of the Christian church. And 12 years ago, it wasn't very good. They were talking about the the millennial generation and the perception of the church was that they were judgmental, hypocritical, and anti-everything. And I would like to report back that the numbers have changed in, in that 12 years because the Christian church was kind of uh, aware now of the perceptions, and I would like to report that, but unfortunately I can't because not much has changed. People still perceive the church as being highly hypocritical, living one way and then trying to be able to speak like they have authority elsewhere. We have lots of people who are trying to fight for their own rights, and we look at America, and America is founded on that, being able to fight for your rights. Fight for your right to be able to do and to to be however you want to do and be. Fight for your rights for free speech and guns. Fight for your right for worshiping and assembling. But church, I ask you, where is your identity today? Is it in American citizenship or is it in Christ? And it's a big question for us to be able to consider because if it's as American citizen, then yeah, of course, we're going to go out and, 
and fight for our right. We're going to push back on everything. We're going to see the tyranny of the government, and this should be a government of the people, and all of that good stuff. But if we're balancing it and understanding that we have an identity in Christ, and that our identity in Christ is not us trying to fight for everything that we want, but in Christ, Christ says, there's going to be sacrifice that we're going to be able to need to do and to be able to embody so that we can uplift others. So I have two scriptures for you today. One's from Luke 6, 27, and Jesus begins, he says, But to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, offer the other cheek also. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks, and when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. If you only love those who love you, why should you get any credit for that? See, Jesus is trying to be able to give us a perspective that's outside of ourselves. That he's saying, this is the way that we can respond. Now, Paul, in uh, Philippians chapter 2, continues to try to embed that into the life of the church because he says in verse 3, don't be selfish, don't try to impress others, be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Paul's trying to get us to reflect our lives as Christians in the world today. And as our lives as Christians in the world today, we're taking on the identity of Christ. We're looking to the betterment of others, to the needs of others, and not just the things that we long for. I want and I long for the day to gather again, but not if it's going to be able to put more people in danger more people at risk of being caught up in the illness and possibly leading towards death. That's not a good response. And so we wait and think about what's best for our neighbor. It's okay to fight, but let's fight for our right to submit. So today I just want to challenge the church, to challenge the church to be able to get back to the earmarks of Christianity, of kindness, compassion, and a supernatural love, and not fighting back, attacking enemies, settling scores, or leveraging other people's pain for our own advancement. I look forward to opportunities to discuss the things that I've spoken here, because it's it's not just me trying to put a hammer down or me trying to just be able to speak something, but I look forward to discussion on this knowing that it's from that place that healing can come, that we can find the ways of working together towards unity and the things that are best for our neighbors. All right, everybody, have a great day, and we'll see you next week.